Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by Practical Herbalist Press, herbal books for today's practical herbalist. Find their books on Amazon.com today. In the dark, cold of winter, many plants go dormant, taking time to rest and recover before next year's growth. This is exactly the break we herbalists need to expand our knowledge. Today we're talking about a few of our favorite winter reads for 2016. Give your favorite to the herbalist in your life with these wonderful titles. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism Radio. There was a pause there because I, I, I thought I got the end of that right. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> did I do Did that? I say it right or do I have to do this again? <laughs> no, you did. You did. So. Look at this big so. pile of books. Yeah, this is like my favorite show because I love books. Yes. I love them. I love them almost as much as I love doing our book review, and then talk to the author's show. Oh, yeah. Because I love talking to the authors, too. Right. I know. You really do get a do. different take from Yes. Because they, I mean, they have themselves in the book, but oh, yeah. people are complex. Yes, And hearing some of the stories behind the pieces that they put. And we've had that opportunity. Like the first book, for example, the medicinal plants from Iceland. Yes. That Icelandic herbs and their medicinal uses. Yes. Anna, Ro- Anna Rosa Roberts. Mm-hmm. Dear. Yeah, we got oh, to read that book first. Oh, it was super fun. She was so wonderful. She I loved was. meeting her. Yeah. I love that. And now, you know, when, cause we've heard she, she was on our, two of our podcasts. Now that I've heard her voice, I, there are some things that I'm reading in the book cause I consulted all the time. I hear right. her. Yeah, I know. I accent. haven't seen that book for a while. Have I? No. <laughs> yes. Why would that be? Because oh. people, when they bring books to us, it's practical herbalist, please bring two. Yeah, if you can, definitely bring two. If you two. can, please bring two. We really yeah. appreciate it when people have brought two of them. That's that's how I'm weaseling out of that one. Yeah. I'm not a book hoarder. <laughs> no, <am> no. A- <laughs> you just have like five times the number of books in your house that I do. <laughs> and people complain that I have a lot of books. No, it's, uh-huh. that's okay. Yeah, she doesn't you, have, you to have to move them. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted I like. to, at one of the book reasons that we loved Icelandic herbs was... Oh, it was because for one thing, it was really well researched and well described, and each one, each herb was treated gently and seriously. Yes, yeah. I, one of the things I loved about it was that it collect it. Many of the herbs that are in there, of course, are native to Iceland because that's mm-hmm. what it's about. But because of the way the continents all formed and everything else, an awful lot of Northern Europe has those same. Ones and North America has those same herbs. True. So these are a lot of plants that can be found growing native in my own environment. Many True. of them, a large portion of them were. And they're ones that are off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. There's a selection of herbs that are used. You see them in many herbals. I mean, and we've done it too, like lavender. Mm-hmm. It's a very common oh, yeah. herb. Sure. Rosemary. I mean, you know, there's dandelion. Dandelion. dandelion is everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of those that are really common and many of we've seen them in many herbal books. Anna Rosa's book has a whole selection of herbs that I don't usually get to see. True. And, and beautiful pictures with beautiful, it. Yes, very identifiable. Mm-hmm. And I loved getting the pieces of history on how each of the herbs were used as well because it always gives me sort of a a feel for yeah and Icelandic use. history, which yes. I have to say I do not have much experience with at all. No, I don't really have a lot of northern heritage at all to to step from, and I haven't read Icelandic 
mythology at right. all. So yeah. Yeah. I, you know about Thor. I know about Thor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes but, I do. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it, I, I loved that book for the new selection of plants mm-hmm. that had helped me get to know. Yeah, yeah, it was really really lovely to have that one and talking with her and just I just keep using it. Yeah. So that's that's why that one's definitely on my list. And then another person that we were able to interview, um, Anna Noel, I'm pushing this. Maria huge, Noel Groves. Oh, sorry. Maria Noel Groves. Uh, she came to visit us. And that was yes. lovely. And there's this giant pile and it's really heavy. So the grunting that you hear is me trying to move these massive. There's the thumb. Okay. So we are, this, our next book we're covering is Body into Balance, an Herbal Guide to Holistic Self-Care by Maria Noel Groves. Yeah. So this is the autographed copy we're holding here. Woohoo! And you're not just picking books that we interviewed with, are you? No, no. This no, are, no, no these no, are the okay, two. Okay. These are the these two are the that two. we <laughs> interviewed and did reviews on this year. No, mm-hmm. I know. I'm teasing. And it could be that one of the reasons why they are our favorite, and we're picking newer ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the reasons why it's our favorite is because we did have the luxury of being able to spend so much time with it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I can see there's you've got um, those green the sticky tags. tags got on lots the side. of tags on there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for for where you want to. Yeah, this would be one of the reference. books that I didn't let Sue walk off with. Well, I, she I kind of too. Yeah, I kind of hung on tight to yeah. this. Thank you, Maria. There's yeah I've, I've really enjoyed looking up. I like the way that she's got this one organized by body systems, mm-hmm. which helps you isolate the selection of herbs you're going to want to be working with. Yeah. So I really love that. I love the photography. Yeah, the, the images are nice. Gorgeous. The descriptions, the charts. She's it's a it's a well done book. It yeah. really is. Yep. It's very usable, very user right. friendly, and she has some um, medical background, so she was able to kind of give in user friendly terms. Some of the things that you hear thrown around, what's an analgesic or stuff like that. So that, that made it a definite favorite. So we also appreciate her. She threw up a article. Yes. um, Both of our, both of those, the, um, uh, yeah. Ana Rosa did one on Rose Root. Correct. Yeah. And Maria published one on the practical herbalist on go to cola. Yeah. 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 So that was very helpful too. So it felt like, I think for us, that's another way to kind of walk through uh, a friendship with the author and find yes. out more like a, something started making sense too. When I read the adaptogens after reading her go to cola piece, like, Oh yeah, I can see it gave me yeah. more depth. So I think yeah. that might've put it on my, on my uh, preference list a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but we have a bunch of other so ones we have here. Now, now we're going to dive into the ones we haven't done reviews on <laughs> as much. Yes. Should we start with mushrooms? Oh, yeah. North yeah. America. This is the one that I bought this year. And I picked up a copy also after looking at yours. Yes. So, <laughs> so. Yeah. So we're, we're addicts that way. Uh, but it's the it's a falcon guide, North American mushrooms, a field guide to edible and inedible fungi. It's by Dr. Orson K. Miller Jr. and Hope H. Miller. And I got surprised by this because Candace actually bought this for me. Oh really? Yep. Yep. This was yep. for you. That's yep. my Aww. because I was. I think you had brought it by, and I was mm-hmm. really interested in it. And I didn't really good chance to look at it. But then when she bought it, I started pacing through it. I, I really liked the photos. They did a bang up job on, on 
the photography. Uh, most, it's in context. It is in context, mm-hmm. but it's also that's how they. Yeah, you're, you're right, Sue. In the context, that's how you find them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not always, you know, the the pretty A plus spe- specimen of of you know the mushroom. Right. I mean, oftentimes when we're out there in the woods, I mean, everything gets mm-hmm. in the way of making the perfectly photo oh, mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that one part of, of this is this is not, in my mind, a good – You wouldn't. I wouldn't use this as a field guide. Oh, really? I wouldn't, even this week we were out mushrooming and we brought it with us and we, we picked some mushrooms we couldn't identify just to kind of run through the process. Mm-hmm. And we were stymied by the amount of mushrooms here, but then there really wasn't a nice flow chart and a way to – um, narrow down where we were. Oh, and, and so that right. was a that was an issue. And then the other thing that it mm-hmm. it has common names, but they're in the index, and so, it doesn't have. They're like ones that it doesn't have, like candy caps wasn't in there. Yeah, candy cap wasn't in there. Oh, no, um, but it was cap was also not in there as a common name. The yeah. the mushrooms themselves uh-huh. are in there, right? But you have to know what the Latin name is. Yeah, so you, you have to bring two books if you don't know yeah. the Latin. So then there it is, not a very good field guide because if I have yeah. to bring a library. Right. Of to when I'm mushrooming. That's uh, a very good that's point. Not, now, research but at home. For sitting great. and perusing and getting to know, especially if you want to get to know the names in the families from, you know, get to know the proper yes. names. This is a wonderful book for that. Oh, yeah, no. It's definitely. a well done book, yeah. all that. My only issues was the common names, not a way to flow through to figure out what mushroom family I'm dealing with um, mm-hmm. as a field guide. Other than that, it's a great book, and I'm glad it's in our library. Um, I actually would probably go to this book before the other mushroom book I think we recommended last year, which was Mushrooms Demystified, mm-hmm. which is like the Bible for mushroom hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. that one is all black and white, and it's got even more information than this. Yeah, this- But I would never take that in the woods as a field guide either. Yeah, the fa- – well – I, I think when I went to the Mushroom Festival, that Mushrooms Demystified had kind of fallen off of the list of, of, of books that people are using now because there's so much more information. Mm-hmm. It needs to yeah. be updated. And the black and white photos really are yeah. a, a problem with that book. But Falcon was there. There was a number of – I mean, they had the luxury in that particular case to have the library. Right. Yeah. While these right. mycologists are thumbing through, like, muddying the, the pages. But, yeah, it does have a nice picture in context. And then it's very, very specific about – describing each individual uh, species. Right. Yeah. Which I really like. And And if you know what subspecies you're looking at, there is keys to identifying at the beginning of that subspecies. Mm -hmm. But like in the case of the ones that we were looking at, I knew they were milk caps, but I didn't know which kind of milk caps they were. And I had to struggle to try it. We looked in the other book to find any one of the milk caps so I could remember that the first word is lactarius and how it's spelled so that i could look in the index of this guide to find it once i found it we were able to go through the steps of identifying with that little subsection so Mm -hmm. it was okay but you really have to already have it narrowed down fairly far you know from a beginner standpoint fairly far right if you're experienced mushroomer this might be okay as a field guide especially if you're used to thinking in terms of the latin names and families yes that's true i i think that it kind of brings to light the the good thing about mushrooming is if you're mushrooming for something edible that you're picking and taking home with you just stick to the ones that you're very 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 comfortable with notice the other ones take pictures of them you know, right. take pictures well, of the bottom, you know, do a spore print, yeah, do all of those fun but, things. But yeah, don't yeah. expect that you're going to take it home and stick it in your mouth. 
Right. Just, yeah. You know, err on the side of, of caution, but always educate yourself. Right. And that's, that's the fun little pieces. I saw some pictures of mushrooms in here. And then while I was going through the woods, like I, I know what that is now. Right. Like I, I, or at least I know where I could find it in this here. Right. And that's, know. yeah, that's the point where, I mean, we will know, okay, I'm fairly certain I know what this is. So I'll pick one or two. Uh-huh take pictures of it in its environment, take pictures of like where it's connected to the ground and all of that, bring it home, do a spore print, do the proper ID. Yeah. And then next year when I run into it again, I'll recognize it because I went through the whole process. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty fun to have those. Uh, And and then on the wild crafting topic, we have this one, which is the new wild crafted cuisine. This is by Pascal uh, Bodar. But Pascal, the new wild-crafted cuisine, exploring mm-hmm. the exotic gastronomy of gastronomy of local terroir. Wow, terroir, terroir, terroir. terroir. <laughs> by Pascal Bodar. Yeah, it's got some fancy photos in here. I will tell you what. I have been watching him on Instagram. He posts stuff fairly oh. regularly, um, various different things that he's made or he's gathered. Uh-huh. He's been working. He's been a wild crafter. For cuisine, not for like medicine, but, you know, for cuisine and creating delicious local foods for quite a long time. I want to say it was like 10, 20 years, something like that. I can't Uh remember offhand. And I've been watching what he's doing and he's a lot of the skills he's using are like fermentation, you know, right, right. Lactic fermentation or creating vinegars. Yes. You know, he has yeast, shows you how to do your own yeast starter from wild yeast in case you want to ferment and create your own soda pop or your own beers or, or shrubs. beers or shrubs. Or shrubs yeah. The soda yep. pops are actually really good. Candice did ones yep. with grape and plum and I really enjoyed them. Nice. Yep. So yeah. And one of the things I really love about this book is he talks in the beginning about how it's all about local. So you adapt. He's He tells you, don't just use the recipe I've got here. Mm-hmm. Adapt it to what's available to you. Mm-hmm. you know, if you happen to live next door to me, sure, you can probably find all the same things that I'm finding, in which case you could use this recipe. Right. But if you're living in a different area and you don't happen to have you know, prickly pears, for or instance. Mormon tea branches. Or Mormon tea branches. <laughs> you know, adapt. Adapt right. for what's in your area, but it really teaches you a lot about good techniques and good ways to view how to create delicious food mm-hmm. with things. And mostly from as herbalists, we come at it from a medicinal point standpoint. We're always thinking about how to turn it into medicine. Yes. We're not too, thinking about how tasty is that. Right. That's true. <laughs> you know? that, the Cleaver's um, vinegar that you made and oh, sure yeah. is so delicious. And one of the things that I thought was cool in this new wildcraft cuisine book is they there there's a like the mountain infused vinegar and then the next page it's trout. What is it? Pickled trout in mountain vinegar. Like yes. this is a way of using it. Yeah. Whereas the mm-hmm. cleaver's vinegar that you had given me, I'm just okay, taking a spoonful at a time. Yeah, you're kinda of like, what do I do with this now? I mean, I'm yeah. throwing into cooking, you know, right. stuff like that. But Yeah, he takes it a step beyond just creating the condiment. It, mm-hmm. it's how to use the condiment now, how to cook with it, how right. to you know, how to turn it into a dessert or yeah. whatever. So I loved that. I appreciate that too. That's a that's a fun book. Now it's time for a real herbalism radio sponsor break. The Practical Herbalist Press, that's in addition to our website and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us. 
but other herbs eventually as <laughs> yes, well. That's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are we have growing gardening with herbs. We got stuff for about pets, your yes. home, your family, ethnobotany. ethnobotany. Mm-hmm. We also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about historic, herbs, historic. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing, mythical and very practical stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market look for our titles on amazon search for the practical herbalist press or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com back to our show and uh you guys are gonna have to carry this this conversation <laughs> right this is why? one of patrick's titles this next one <laughs> why can't you why why the next the next title we're talking about here takes the whole idea of wildcrafting and creating your own and preserving to the next level, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. This one is called Charcuterie, the Craft of Salting, Smoking, and Curing by Michael Rollman and Brian Polson. Hopefully I said that right. This is not the vegetarian book. It is no, so not is vegetarian. this is not a vegetarian book. <laughs> However, <laughs> you can use vegetables and fruits in the curing process. True. So, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I like this book a lot. It was very inspiring. In fact, I made our um, corned beef this year. Yes. Uh, that was so good. And I never had done that before. And I figured it couldn't be too complicated, but I never really – pursued it oh it's been like four years i've suggested that we should corn our own beef in four in- years that you said no What's What's that? That? <laughs> it's it's really well corned is just means that's the it's a salting technique mm-hmm. and and there's not really like corn in it but it's just corn means it's a salting technique and you use uh pickling spices essentially a lot oh, with a lot of salt like juniper berries and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you mm-hmm. can do that yep yeah, juniper berries, uh, cloves, coriander, cloves, uh, coriander, bay leaves, bay leaves, uh, lots of salt, lots, lots of salt, of salt. Mm. and you can put the nit. There's a uh, pink sodium, salt they call sodium it sodium nitrate salt. Right, you can put that in. Mm-hmm. It's not a requirement when you're doing it. And that if you've ever seen corned beef from the store, you know it has a very pink color, it's really pink, really pink. And that's from that. That's, that's from, from that. Yeah. You don't, and you don't have to put that in. Uh, where it's necessary, he, he and he had to tell you when the recipe is necessary for that, they'll say you need to put this in. Right, right. Uh, but you don't have to. Oh, so it's kind of like the new wild craft cuisine, and then they allow flexibility. A little bit. A lot, yeah. uh, reading the reviews on this, a lot of people have a hard time with it because it doesn't spell it out. It doesn't, you know, you know, lead you down the path. One cup of this. And you know, it doesn't have a picture of someone you know, with a cup. Well, yeah, because <laughs> right. Because it, it changes based on the fat content. It ba- changes based on how much of a brisket you might have, and, oh, and you know, so right. there's ratios and things that you can pay attention to. So you got to read yeah. more than just the, the yeah. recipe. You right. should have a better, broader understanding of the meat that you're dealing with. Yeah, yes. generally, yeah. you'd want to know a little bit more, or you're going to have a better knowledge of it. Right. Um, there's a few drawings, but there's no pictures. The recipes are, you know, you have to read. Essentially, mm-hmm. when it comes out, you have to read about it mm-hmm. to do it. So there, I think a lot of there was a that was the biggest complaint on Amazon is people. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted to be, well, spoon fed the whole thing, or sure. they wanted the book to be beautiful, like the wild new white wild crafted cuisine is a beautiful book with beautiful right. pictures. Yes. And this and this book has got great recipes and great information, but it's a it's a lot of copy. 
which right, is fine. Yeah. I mean, and it's got a few line drawings. Yeah, you know, but the thing is, it's it's not unreadable either. Right. You know, it's not like it's densely packed like a encyclopedia. Right. It's done very very well. Well, like and maybe in print out or whatever. I was able to get every question that I had uh, in Corning Beef from this, mm-hmm. and there's other things I want to try this year. Um, I, I don't know if I'll go into the you know three or four months dry aged kind of yeah. <laughs> you know where you're wrapping a mesh around the salami and you're oh. you know all that so I probably won't go to that. Uh-huh. I do have a, a client of mine that lives up in Washington State, uh-huh. and this is his hobby. Ah, so he's got a drawing room and the whole thing. He and he you know he shows yeah. things on Facebook where he's cutting into his cured meats that he's had for a while, and wow. it's it's pretty cool. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. one of the things I like about this is that. If you have sort of a homesteading background and the do-it-yourself sort of, you know, I, I'm willing to be flexible. I'm getting a technique is what I'm learning more than a specific recipe. Uh-huh. This book is really wonderful for that. It will teach you a lot about techniques for techniques and how different spices or flavors work together to create what you're aiming for. Right. So you can easily adjust from there for what you've actually got. Right. And I, I think that's one of the the issues that we sometimes run into with our book reviews is what are you looking for? Yeah. You know, like the, the Peterson guide, they call it a Peterson guide, but it's not really a field guide. Yeah. Not so So much. It's a little deceptive. It is the, you've taken it home and you're looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's making sure you've got the right tool for the right job. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. For sure. So we've got another one. Uh, So we've got Aromatica, a clinical guide to essential oil, Therapeutics, Volume 1, Principles and Profiles by Peter Holmes. Yeah, so this is definitely This is one of my picks. This is one of my (laughs) picks. Folks who follow me will have seen, like on Instagram and Facebook, I've come back to studying of this book regularly. Mm -hmm. I love this thing because it does a wonderful job of matching up Chinese herbal or Chinese traditional medicines, mm-hmm. techniques, and understanding of the, the language that, that is used within that system with traditional Western-style herbalism and that language, and taking all of that and matching it to different essential oils so that you can start to better understand the energetics and what the essential oil is going to do and how it's acting to help who you know help with any given symptom. And it talks about helping – at a physical level, like apply this to the bruise, you know, topically. Okay. It talks about using it at what we here in America think often of as being the aromatherapy version, which is put it in your diffuser sure, or right. use a per- personal perfume or spray. Dab it on your pulse point. It also talks about this one's a good one to take internally. Like, for instance, bergamot is one that you can take internally. Obviously, you're not going to chug a whole bottle of it. Oh, no. no. But if anyone's ever had Earl Grey tea, that's bergamot essential oil that's in there. I mean, and you can lace any of your black teas with a drop of bergamot if you're, you know, like I've gone through this last year. I've had a few times where I was really struggling with feeling really down and I needed something to give me a a little lift. lift. And Uh bergamot is really good for precisely those type of situations. So I'd make up whatever tea I had available to me and added some bergamot to it. Nice. So and I see in here they have tea tree. Yes. This is volume one and he goes through, I think it's 30 different essential oils. Mm-hmm. 
And he talks about, like in the profile on each oil, he talks about all those other uses I've already mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then he also talks about chances of adulteration, where it's harvested in the world, what the best quality, what you're looking for in quality, you know, what, Mm -hmm. like color, what the scent profile should be, that sort of thing. And then he talks a little bit about how it's been used. And at the end, he has his remarks based on his practice and use, how how it's used in what cases, what, like if you're for any given symptom profile, what are, what would be, you use this one plus other ones, you know, this one plus these two others would make a nice synergy to deal with problem A mm-hmm. or problem B, it would be this one plus those two others. Right. So he's offering or up compound. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very clear about the fact that this is what I'm suggesting as a possible synergy. This is why. Mm-hmm. Make your own synergy right. based on the person you're working with. I know which, when we were doing research for the tea tree ebook, yeah, then that it was seemed tough. like it was hard. It was that hard was to find tough. some very good, verifiable uh, resources yes. that talked about the kind of thing that we wanted to put in our ebook. Yes, yeah, it was that was really tough. Yeah. I wish this this had been out at that time, but yeah, definitely. The other piece I like about this is that he talks at the very beginning. He gives you a solid grounding in the history of essential oils and how they've been used. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the two branches of aromatherapy that evolved. And, you know, it's just, it's wonderful to get that information. And it's not like an entire book on that. Right. It gives you a nice, decent, yeah, it gives you a nice, decent grounding in it. You understand where he's coming from. You understand the background behind essential oil use Mm -hmm. and current practice. You understand why essential oils aren't actually a part of traditional Chinese medicine. Right. So he's giving you a way to understand essential oils by pairing that up, but they aren't actually a part of traditional Chinese medicine practice. And he's not, yeah. And I, you know, I have a big appreciation for books that have a huge bevy of herbs mentioned, but I, these days as a more skilled herbalist Mm -hmm. and more seasoned herbalist, it's the ones that just pick out a handful and focus, have a more, uh, a wider spotlight on those rather than just, and that that one's also herbal, (laughs) you know, like, okay, uh, how okay right yeah no this book is gives you a nice nice depth on each of those yeah he does refer several times in the beginning in the front matter and the front section before you get to the um herbal or the essential oil profiles mm-hmm. to pieces that you'll find in volume two which is not yet published ah okay which i find really frustrating because i don't like waiting <laughs> hopefully hopefully within the next few months we'll see volume two come out yeah so and here's here's another one. We have the Modern Natural Dyer, a comprehensive guide to dyeing silk, wool, linen, and cotton at home Goodness by sake. Christine Vejar. Yeah, hopefully I said book. that right. V e j a r. Yeah. Wow, it's a gorgeous, absolutely beautiful book. And if you like, if you like uh, dyeing, which Oh, Candace yeah. does. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I honestly have seriously thought about just telling my family that they've lost the back patio because I'm going to convert it from a place to entertain friends and have barbecues into a dying studio. But I see. I haven't felt like I could really bully them off there yet. No, I've I, tried. I, I need a place where I can come and drink beer on your patio. I just I want know, you to right? I want you to be comfortable with that. Yeah, this is this is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous book. I 
I love the color palette that's in this book. I love the photography. Mm-hmm. Um, the the colors are crisp and clear. Yep. And one of and the things projects in the back too, little net. Well, throughout throughout the whole book, she gives you projects, and if you were to start at the beginning and slowly work through, mm-hmm. you would have a really solid set of dyeing skills using natural materials mm-hmm. and using not just yarn. Yeah, not just yeah. And it's, yeah, it's not just yarn where she dies. She shows you how to dye a variety of cloths. And I think there's even paper and non, non-fabric-y types of things in there. Wow, cool. But if you start at the beginning, the easy projects are at the beginning. You can work through oh. and get to the point where you've got a really solid set of dyeing skills. And each project gives you an opportunity to, you could try it specifically with the project that, you know, with the, the onesie, the tea dyed mm-hmm. onesie, for okay. instance, yeah, you I could do that. that cute. But if you didn't want to do a onesie for whatever reason, you can choose something else made of cotton. Like a twosie. She tell, yeah, exactly. She tells you how much it should weigh. <laughs> so you've got the oh, weight of the fabric. the ratios down. Yeah. Good. So, so if you're going to do cotton hankies instead of onesies for some mm-hmm. reason. You just get the same weight. You're good. Okay. She She's really clear about how to alter the recipes. And she's really clear about the fact that when she started dying, she had things like the Oxford Book of Dying, which is a great book if mm-hmm. you're really into looking at things from like a more it, – it's it's a hard-to-use book. It's mm-hmm. kind of science-y, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. But as a beginner, it's – Challenging. It's a good one to, to, to be walked through. Right. So this is this, this one's is, great. This is the book to die for as far yes. as you're concerned. Oh, it's, uh, no. Someone had to so, say that and it was me. Oh, so I, 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 I thought we were going to get through the yeah. puns nope. without no, it. Nope. No, no, nope. no, no, no. You know me for years. So, yeah, so that one's, this has been one that <laughs> I've been on. playing with this year. That's I'm looking fun. forward to diving deeper into it, hopefully over this next year. Yeah, and, and this collection that we've just kind of spun through, we also tried to get a good selection of not mm-hmm. just all herbal ID books and things like that. It's, right. You know, just a huge smattering of the kind of thing that you see on the Practical Herbalist website yeah. and Real Herbalism Radio. Right. Herbalism no. isn't just about medicine. That's right. I mean, it's medicine in so many ways. Yeah. And yeah. medicine isn't just about medicine. It's, right. it's a huge, broad perspective, and it's a world that we love to wander it's through. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> yes. So we love we love having you listeners in here. And, and check out our show notes. We'll have links to these books, I yes. do believe. We'll have links so you can them. check them out, enjoy them. And some of them, if you use the links through our um, our show notes and through our website, then we'll get a, a little take. Like yes. Our, we our are quarter Amazon will come and affiliates. hit us on the forehead yep. when you buy it. But. Yep. We're Amazon affiliates. So any books that you buy that you clicked on links from our show and go to Amazon to purchase it, will give us a small piece of the sale. Mm-hmm. It will not cost you any more, but right. it will give us a little – it helps. Every, yeah. every few pennies helps. They do. They, they very much do. And speaking of few pennies, you yes. could become a sponsor. You could become a sponsor. It would be lovely to have you join our little sponsorship family. You could give a Podbean. sponsorship of our podcast for a holiday gift even. Aww. You could do that. And, even they, and they start off at $2 a month. Yeah. That's right. That's, so it right. can be as low as that. As that's low right. as that. And we have something else coming up that's pretty exciting. Oh, I thought that was going to be on the hush-hush for now for a while. No. Oh, I think oh. I'm spilling the beans. Right oh, right you beans Spill the beans. I'm spilling the beans. The Practical Herbalist is getting ready to launch our um, Practical cool. Herbalist Club. Yeah. The, the club. Practical Herbalist Club. Yeah. Right. So Fun. you're going to want to keep 
paying paying attention back. We are going to be going on hiatus. Yep, mm-hmm. This is our last show this, for this year. This is That's our right. last show that will be recorded in 2016. Yeah, yes. 2016. So we are, for the next month, we're going to be re-airing classic shows. And as we re-air the classic shows, we will be dropping in some information for you on the club that's coming up and how to get in on that and what that entails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, a perfect way for you to really be involved with us in a, in a different venue, in a different way, I think. And I think it's a great chance to, to get content that's specifically for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was taking a look at the, the honestly bulk of content that we have planned and already some of it's already ready to go right I mean, for 2017 for the club. yeah for the club and i'm i'm super excited to start sharing that yeah so excited yeah and great because we're we're always planning for new things we welcome everybody's input um mm-hmm. suggestions and pictures on instagram yes definitely share your pictures with us on the instagram we have a hashtag gallery called the practical herbalist mm-hmm Please share your herbal adventures. Yeah, when you show us when you price. buy the books when you get them. Yeah, so excited yeah. about that. The opening video or the or the or the opening book thing—that's a big thing what? on Amazon. Have you, have you seen those no, videos? No, I don't know what. This well, on is. Amazon, like the newest product will come out or gadget, and someone will order it, and then they'll have a, a an opening video, video and up. they and they open the box and they film it. This is what you get in the box, and here it is, and all the stuff, and then you turn it on, and it's this thing. Ah, so that if oh, you're yeah. thinking about buying this, you get to see what's in that box before you buy it. So oh, you know yeah. that it comes with the cables, or it comes with this, and it has that. But you know, it's usually the oh, new fun. cool gadgets that people do it on. Uh-huh. So if you, you do know, that unboxing books, video, yes, if you do that with any of the books that we've mentioned today or any of the others that we've reviewed on our site, please do share that with us. That would be awesome. That oh, would be fun. I would love yeah. to know that was a thing. Yeah, and, Insta- and Instagram has video now. Yeah, you can do it so on Instagram. Can you can video. also, and you can share that on Facebook too. Yeah. Both mm. of them will accept that. Or on oh, box. Yeah. Yeah. All technology with all of their newness. Okay, and so where do people go on Facebook again the, to get to us? Yeah, the Practical Herbalist Facebook page. That's nice. definitely one of them, and we have a Twitter account. Practical. That's right. There's a Twitter account. Yep. Right. And you want and you want to search the practical herbalist. If you type that in into the address bar, you know, face uh, twittercom slash the practical herbalist, we won't come up. Our name was oh. too long. Our to name get- is too long. <laughs> So we have this weird hybrid. Yeah, I, I made this really cool name eight years ago, and I thought it was really cool, but no one could find it. Oh. <laughs> we must overcome yes so if you do a search though in the search bar on twitter and you haven't found us before it, we will come up okay and i think right now the icon is still a bowl of cherries that we, we picked a couple <laughs> right. years ago, years ago. <laughs> right so um, that's the yeah. twitter one the facebook one is yeah it's facebook.com slash the practical or bliss i believe that's yeah the, that's okay. the right one and, and pinterest, pinterest and pinterest uses that funky name Name as well, so we do a search bar for that if you've never been there before for looking for us. So. This show is brought to you by The Practical Herbalist, simple ways to make natural living a part of your daily life. Check out their website at thepracticalherbalist.com.